Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Bills Mafia. Absolutely. That's why we're one team, right? Like no other place in the NFL, one team, including our fans, uh, along with us here for the ride. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. And uh, as Coach Lee said, where would you rather be than right here and right now? Right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to Sunday, Bills Dolphins from Orchard Park, Highmark Stadium. And when you, when you go back to the history of the sports bar, legends of the sports bar, can't, can't overlook Marcel Louis Jacques. Who used to cover the Buffalo Bills for ESPN, but you know, decided you know warmer climes and, and maybe more opportunities down south. He's down there in Miami covering the Miami Dolphins and joining us now in the sports bar. Marcel, welcome back in. How have you been, bud? I've <laughs> been good, man. Been busy. Uh, had to do a lot of math last weekend, but uh, <laughs> you know, can't complain. All right, so so what was that? What combination? I mean, we know the Dolphins are faster and they're they're more improved, but how much of that, Marcel, was actually just kind of Denver quitting? Uh, there were definitely a couple moments at the end where you know I, I don't think Denver's defense put in a full effort to complete a tackle. Let's put it that way. Uh, Raheem Mostert's touchdown reception toward the end. Uh, you know, Robbie Chosen's. 60, I think, some uh, 67-yard touchdown catch. Devon Aitchane's last run. I mean, it did feel like a lot of the energy was sucked out of that that uh, that team. But you know, make no mistake, this is a this was a game that they, if Miami really wanted to turn on the Jets, probably could have put on about put up about 80 points mm-hmm. on them. You know, their pride comes into play after a certain point, though. So like. It's easy to say, you know, teams didn't try or they quit or they didn't put in the effort, but no player wants to be on the other side of a 70-piece at that level of play. This isn't college or high school. At that level, uh, I, I, I think it would, I, I think guys would, would still, I would like to believe guys would still want to try toward the end of a, of a shellacking like that, but uh, it did look like some effort was, you know, it left a little something to be desired. Marcel, when you compare the the stats of Tua through three weeks last season to stats through three weeks this season, they're eerily similar. What is it, besides the injury last season, that that can knock Tua out of his groove? Uh, Well, last year the trick was, you know, bumping the receivers at the line of scrimmage, taking the field, disrupting that timing of the offense. Right now, I, I think Tua knows where he wants to go with the football almost before it snapped and defenses really haven't had, they haven't done anything to throw him off of that rhythm uh, through the first three games of the year. New England tried something different and, and we saw maybe not as explosive of a statistical output uh, in week two. And that involved putting three safeties back deep, but 
with Jordan Poyer hurt, I don't know if there's three safeties the Bills want on the field at the same time right now. So that makes things a little, that makes that strategy a little, a little tough. But man, that's, that's the million dollar question right now, guys, is what is the blueprint to beating this Dolphins offense? Because no coach in the first three weeks has shown it so far. And, uh, you know, the NFL will figure out, figure you out eventually. So you, you'd like to think, okay, somebody's going to come with the, come with the counter. Right. But, uh, it sure enough has not been seen so far this season yeah i mean i thought last week marcel the denver game shows you how much i know uh, you know maybe the dolphins could have been caught looking ahead just because this was the team miami lost to last year the snowball game that could have gone either way you were down to your third string quarterback and heck you gave buffalo game in the wild card nobody thought so is it i mean Players don't say they circled this game, but how much fan base, locker room, everything down in Miami, give us a sense of how focused everybody is down there to beat this team, the Buffalo Bills that have stood in your path. Yeah, you know, I I think if this was maybe if, if they had lost to like the Bengals in the wild card round or the Ravens or Steelers or some team that they don't see every year, I think there would maybe be like a little bit more of a revenge factor uh, going into this game, but this is a division game against a big rival. Uh, last year's wild card has nothing to do with it. They're not. It has no, I think, additional impact on on how these guys are approaching the game. They see this as wow, the, the Buffalo Bills have beat us nine of the last ten games. Like we need to turn up. Like this is that's motivation enough for them. Uh, you know, there's obviously they're they're healthier right now than they've been in in the past, even despite putting two receivers on the injured list. Uh, just a few minutes ago, but uh, I think I, I, with Tua healthy and all the all the you know speculation of what they could have done if he was healthy last year, I, I do think like they're ready to just put as much of a full effort as possible uh, against a, a team that, like you said, has really stood in the way over the past several years. They're hoping that this is the year that they finally break through that wall. It's not unlike the uh, how the Bills felt going against the Patriots yeah. for all those years, you know, that uh, they finally broke through. You, you, you saw them knock on the door a bit in 2000, uh, 2019. They still got swept, but those games were close. And then in 2020, uh, all bets were off. They kicked that door down. And they're hoping that this year is the Bills 2020, or this year is their 2020. Marcel, uh, you mentioned some of the injuries to the Dolphins. Let's go through them a little bit here. We uh, know that Jalen Phillips will be out. What does that mean for the Dolphins' pass rush uh, against the Bills and Josh Allen? What about that offensive line protecting to a Connor Williams, Teron Armstead? And and tell us about the receivers that you mentioned uh, earlier as well, Marcel. Uh, if past behavior is any indication, Teron Armstead is going to play. He's, he's questionable right now. Um, I wouldn't look too far into the DMP he turned in on Wednesday that's kind of you know par for the course with him uh you know load management vet rest whatever you want to call it I would I would expect to run Armstead to play uh Connor Williams will we will see we will see he's questionable limited again and uh you know if not Liam Eikenberg is going to start there at center uh it's uh that's uh that's one to keep an eye on if Eikenberg's got to start you know having to develop that chemistry it's not like Eikenberg got a ton of snaps at center uh, you know, during the during the off season, maybe when Williams was holding out a mini camp, but as soon as Williams was back at the facility, that job went right back to him. So that's something interesting to watch for sure, especially with how loud 
you know, Highmark Stadium is going to be on Sunday. And then on the other side of the ball, yeah, no Jalen Phillips. Uh, that's big. He is their best pass rusher right now. Uh, the sack numbers may not show it, but he is typically around the play. Uh, he can win with size. He can win with speed and strength. That uh, this is their this is their star their star edge rusher. But uh, Bradley Chubb's going to have to step up, and so will Andrew Van Ginkle. Those two uh, formed a tandem against the Patriots the last time Phillips couldn't play. Thirteen combined pressures with two sacks and a fumble recovery or, or forced fumble. Excuse me. So you know those two are capable of making an impact on Sunday. Not to mention Emmanuel Ogba. You know, had a big contract or earned himself a big contract a couple off seasons ago. Injury shortened last season. He's starting to round back into form as well. So this is where that functional depth comes into play if you're Miami. We're talking to Marcel Louis-Jacques, covers the Miami Dolphins for ESPN, uh, formerly uh, Marcel covering the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, Marcel, as far as uh, the big change, in my opinion, for Miami, your defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. So this is going to be presenting Josh Allen with some different looks this week. How does Vic Fangio go about defending against Josh Allen, do you think? You know, he's very respectful of Josh Allen, as any sane defensive coordinator is, right? Uh you know, you know that any little play, any little breakdown in coverage could end in six points for the other team if you're playing, uh, or can end in six points for Buffalo if you're playing, if you're playing the Bills. Uh, it, it's, it's hard because there's no real way to defend Josh Allen. You kind of have to just contain him, keep everything in front of you, keep your, your, your rustling integrity, and more or less hope that he tries to make something happen that's not quite there. You got to hope that he, he tries to, to hit a tight window on the run. You have to hope that he tries to extend the play a little too long and gets loose with his ball security in the backfield. A lot of playing against John Allen or Josh Allen revolves around hoping for a mistake. And that's just the kind of caliber player he is. That is the kind of superstar that they've got there in Buffalo. So that's that's more or less the plan here. Wouldn't expect to see as many blitzes as we've seen in years past. We know Josh Boyer, Vic Fangio, two totally different systems. So you're not going to see cover zero on third and 15. They're not going to send the house with uh, the entire field behind them like they did uh, and got burnt on last season. I, I, I think players appreciate that. I think Dolphins fans appreciate that. But I don't know, Josh Allen does have a pretty good record against uh, Fangio defenses in the past, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out here on Sunday. Yeah, Marcel, a lot of times when a new defensive coordinator comes in, it takes a second. you got to get the right personnel in, and sometimes you don't have it right away in year one. So how is the personnel of this Miami defense working out in the Vic Fangio system? I mean, we know that there's a relationship that dates back to Denver with Chubb and the pass rush, but but is the rest of the defense gelling with the Fangio system so far to your eyes? So far, yeah, they are. Uh, you know, a little, little bit of chop here. If Deshaun Elliott can't play, um, then it's going to require a lot more snaps out of, you know, Elijah Campbell and, and then Brandon Jones, who is, you know, he's been the starting safety in Miami for the past two, three years. Uh, a lot of it, let's not get it twisted, though. Like, they were relying on Jalen Ramsey. Um, it is unfortunate for the Dolphins that, He's sidelined for at least the next several weeks, maybe even the next couple months. You know, we'll see how that recovery goes. But uh, you know, having him on the on the field for them, that is when this Fangio defense is going to be, you know, running at full operation operative capacity. Like that's when it's really running at full efficiency. But uh right now, I mean they put in a commendable effort besides that uh atrocious showing against the Chargers, two hundred and thirty five rushing yards allowed. 
Uh, this defense has been solid. They've been taking the ball away, multiple takeaways in the past, each of the past two games. That is something, again, when you play Josh Allen, that is something that you're going to have to do, not just because he's got kind of a propensity to be loose with the football when he presses, but because you know he's going to put points on the board, guys. Like, so this is not somebody who you can afford to go, uh, you know, tit for tat shootout with. This is somebody who you're going to have to steal some possessions back. So, uh, you know, it's a, it is a hell of a matchup. Uh, I said it before, it, it deserves more than a 1 p.m. kickoff. I think that every sports writer in that press box would disagree with me there. <laughs> nobody likes covering, uh, nobody likes a, a primetime game. No one likes getting home at, uh, at 2 a.m. But, you know, for America, this, this is a this is every bit of a prime time game at 1 p.m. Yeah, Marcel, Danger and I kind of agree. Whoever wins this game, we still think it's going to come down to Week 18, Buffalo at Miami. And I'm trying to envision what the world's going to look like in in January. And and one of the storylines, and I don't know how it's going to play out. That's why I'm going to ask you the question: Where do we go with Tula's? contract here we, we they they took care of herbert they took care of burrow and i guess we all kind of understand the reasons why here but but if you see a few more weeks of this do the dolphins say all right here you go or or we're just headed for maybe a, a dak prescott kind of situation where all right if uh, maybe i'll just kind of be tagged and, and make it pay that way well i i wouldn't expect the tag I, I would expect the dolphins to play ball if uh if he continues at this pace if he, let's say, wins MVP, if he wins a playoff game, he leads into the Super Bowl, uh, AFC Championship game. You know, there's a number of different kind of barometers you can look at, but the fact of the matter is if he remains healthy, if he's healthy and effective, this effective, you got to pay the man. You got to pay the man because if you don't pay him now, you're going to have to pay him later, and later is going to be a hell of a lot more expensive than it is now. You can argue things like, uh, you know, whether he his success is the result of his personal abilities, if it's the result of the system he's in, the players he plays with. But the reality is this system was created for him. He is currently in the system and he is currently playing with this, this caliber of skill players. Like that is the reality. So uh, until those things change, I, I, I think y- you pay him, you pay him, you treat him like, uh, you know, you pay him for what he's worth and what he can do within the structure of this offense. And, you know, we've seen the ceiling here. I'm not saying the ceiling is 700 yards and 70 points every week, <laughs> but 500-yard performances are pretty much the norm for this team. Marcel, you know both of these teams very well. How do you see it? Lay, uh, lean, what, what's your lean uh, on, on Sunday? How do you think it, it plays out in Orchard Park? So if I'm a Bills fan, what makes me nervous going into, uh, going into Sunday is the fact that Buffalo's defense currently allows the most yards per carry, yards per attempt in the NFL. I think obviously the Raiders couldn't get to it. Uh, couldn't commit to the run game as they're playing from behind, and neither could the commanders. But uh, you know, the fact that when teams are running the ball, when they are able to do it, they're averaging five, I believe, I believe 5.9 yards per carry. Dolphins lead the league in that category. Raheem Mostert had 136 on the ground in last year's December game. He missed that game in Buffalo for the wild card round. Uh, I think that's a big, it's a big X factor. If they're able to get things going on the ground, then this team's impossible to stop. If you have to dedicate resources to the box to start, you know, uh, controlling the run game, uh, that's when all of a sudden you've got, you know, the, the Taylor Raps or Demar Hamlins of the world, whoever is not Jordan Poyer, trying to contain this passing offense. It's an inadvent- disadvantageous position if you're the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, obviously Dolphins are going to have their hands filled defensively with with Josh Allen and this offense. 
But right now, I don't think that there is a coach who's deeper in their bag than Mike McDaniel is. And until I see the coach stop him, until I see an opponent stop him, I'm inclined to believe that this offense is not going to be stopped anytime soon. So I'm going to take the Dolphins here. I'm going to take it by one score. It's not going to be any sort of blowout or track meet. Uh, these games are typically close, but I am going Dolphins, winning for the first time, and God knows when, um, and, and up there in Orchard Park. Yeah, joining us in South Florida traffic, Marcel-Louis Jacques. Uh, last one from me, Marcel, and it is about Mike McDaniel, and I do remember when he got hired, you did the sit-down interview, and can you give our audience some some insight here, because he, he, he doesn't look like, he doesn't come across, he's he's a different sort of head coach. Give us some you know insight as to what he is like as a person and as a coach, Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins. It's really funny because I I always felt like not that it was an act, but you know the the kind of laissez faire attitude. I thought that it, it would wear off eventually in November, you know, December. Uh, you know, like he would get tired of it. But he, that's just literally who he is. You know, he's he's the same person after a win, same person after a loss. Uh, it's a guy that I think his players respect. Uh, they respect, they trust the fact that you know, he, he has their best interest at heart, that uh, you know, he's not just about himself, he's not just about his career longevity, he's actively trying to do the same for his players too. So he is a, he's an interesting guy, man. And, and I, I'll say it, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know, anytime we get in that press conference room, it, it, he never mails it in. You know, it always feels like he at the very least uh, respects everybody's time and appreciates that everybody's there. And sometimes he, he says a lot to say a little, but uh, I appreciate that it's at least interesting. Yeah, Marcel, I mean, it feels like a byproduct of the Shanahan coaching tree, but it, McDaniel, more than anybody, looks like a guy and, and feels like a guy who really evaluates the strengths and weaknesses of his players, his team, and, and looks to amplify those strengths while, while sheltering those weaknesses. Yeah, man, that's just that's what smart coaches do. At the end of the day, this is a Yale-educated guy. Uh, he's very smart. He's very smart on and off the field. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're we are we are seeing. He went into those interviews with Miami uh, last season or last off season. He said, "I can win with Tua. This is how I can win with Tua." And we are seeing that come to life here. And uh, we're seeing that come to life here in 2023. So it's it's an exciting offense to follow. He's an interesting guy to follow. I even see Bills fans and mentions all the time. They can say how much they hate the Dolphins, but it's hard for them to hate Mike McDaniel, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, Marcel, uh, it's great to, to hear your voice. Uh, safe travels up here, and as we're kind of getting ready, uh, tell everybody what they can kind of check out on ESPN.com to read about the Dolphins, sir. Yeah, so, uh, you know, apart from what I, the work that I've done this week, I actually highlighted, speaking of Raheem Moster, highlighted his journey um, in the NFL, you know, the guy's been cut, I think it's six times. There's a, a point seven years ago where, you know, he had to really ask his wife if, if this is something that she thought it was worth him doing. So uh, that conversation went into a little detail on that. That's on the ESPN.com Miami Dolphins site. And then tomorrow I've got something coming out with uh, somebody y'all are familiar with up there, Elena Getzenberg. Hmm. We go over the X factors, what to know, what things to watch uh, for, for both the ball, the Bills and the Dolphins entering Sunday's game. Uh, proud of that work. Again, that should be up tomorrow morning on the ESPN.com site. So it's game of the week, man. They're uh, 
can't be enough content, right? I like a little crossover event with you and Elena, and we love Elena, Marcel, but we certainly miss you as well, bud. It's good hearing your voice, safe travels, and we look forward to a great uh, a great afternoon on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be back. Uh, first time being back in Buffalo with warm weather since I left, actually. So very excited for that. <laughs> well, maybe the forecast will change, Marcel. No, it's know. not. It's going to be not great, Marcel. Right, it's going to be great, Marcel. Thanks for the time, bud. Appreciate you. Yep. Y'all have a good one. Marcel right. Louis-Jacques, covering the Dolphins for ESPN, our guest here in the sports bar. So there's this other Miami story. just want to update you on this. It comes from one o'clock in the morning. This, the, so the Marlins. This is important to you and any other Cub fan, yeah. or Red fan. Yeah. So, so the story was this. Okay, the, the game is going on. The Mets are up one nothing in the eighth. The game goes to the ninth. The Marlins take a two one lead. Oops, rain delay. Well, they wait three hours. They finally call the game at twelve fifty eight in the morning. There is some weird rule that says. All right, because the inning didn't get completed, it goes back to the last inning right then and there, which means the Mets would actually be in the lead and they could actually call that game Mets win. So Mets were leading in the ninth 2-1. Mets were leading in going into the ninth 1-0. Miami in the top of the ninth takes a 2-1 lead. Ah. The game is called. So they they would scrap the ninth inning and Correct. they would take away the lead from Miami. Yeah, and the based qu- on this rule. Question is, do you go back to the last because M- the Mets never got their last at bat because technically there you, there's no opportunity to make this game up. If you're not familiar with what's going on in New York City, it's like flooding. Oh it's my everything. God. It's Some like, of, yeah. I mean, like if, if you have a preconceived notion about New York City being kind of like a sewer, when you see the streets flooded and debris floating, Whoa. it's just, it's, I mean, you, you, look, I love New York City. I love visiting New York City. You go there and there's an energy and a vibe, but you can't deny that there's also a bit of a grime, right? And when you see New York City today, it's like, ooh, this is not they're they're not equipped for this. No, a, it's a mess. No, so they've called off tonight's Islander game. The Mets called off tonight. They're going to try to get in a doubleheader tomorrow. We'll see about that. Well, okay, so this would be like uh, oh, the Marlins are getting screwed on this. Well, Major League Baseball hasn't said anything yet, but the Marlins GM, her name is Kim Ang, has told the Miami Herald they've been told that they will be going back to New York. Mm to resume the game, which would just be three outs, the bottom of the ninth, basically, mm-hmm. for the Mets and Marlins. So can you imagine that scenario, Danger, where your Chicago Cubs would actually have to be watching whatever this plays on a Monday afternoon in New York City, assuming that, like, you know, it's not going to rain or anything. There. Right. And is there any way that they call this game? According to the Marlins GM, no. That they're going to just suspend it and then pick it up. So they have to fly to New York to complete this game, play basically a half an inning, That's and then get back on a plane and leave? That's their only reason yeah, going to New get, York? Play yeah, half an inning? Play half an inning, and then go to wherever they would go, because there'll be a wild card. They'll be going to, I don't know how it's going to kind of line up. Um, Milwaukee, probably. Right? Probably. Um, there's another thing that could happen here, too. Uh, the Cubs could just get swept, and nobody worries about <laughs> nobody any cares. of this. But yeah, yeah. I would actually bank on that happening more than anything. I would bank on the Cubs getting swept and ending the season in misery. Then I would bank on Miami flying their team back to New York just for a half an inning of play to to get that one on the books. Yeah, the Cubs lost again last night. This is the hell that is my life, Gino.
it's the Braves they lost to. Yeah, but, yeah, so yeah. Like you go back to you, the, you go gave back up. To the Pirates, a, yeah. You gave up a lead to the Braves earlier this week. You gave up another lead to the Braves earlier this week. Like you can't close out the Braves. You're playing bad baseball now, when you were playing good baseball about a month ago. You're peaking at the wrong time. It's it's kind of a mess. And when you see what's happening with the Bears, if you're a Chicago sports guy like me. All you're saying is, oh God, Connor Bedard, please, you're our only hope at this point. Just but, but please, I know we, we're expecting it to take time, and this is a full-blown rebuild, but please, just, just play your heart yeah. out, kid. Give us something. Give us something to look forward to. It's been rough. Real, real rough. All right, thanks for that update, Gino. I, I saw some of that footage from New York City in Manhattan. Like, this, the streets are flooded. Like, people are walking up to their knees in New York City street water just yeah, right gross gross I, I they're not equipped for that and i hope everybody there is is safe they have the shelter in place in order right now right they've declared it a state of emergency the whole thing right the, the governor has like yeah so hey put 75 and sun up here buddy that's right man we yeah. can't wait sunday is going to be special in orchard park highmark stadium bills dolphins uh great conversations today to get more of the dolphins point of view here from marcel louis jacques who just joined us brendan tobin from tobin and leroy on uh, 560 sports wqam in miami he joined us as well um hey look the dolphins are coming in a little bit banged up but with a lot of momentum and you hear marcel say look until somebody steps up and stops this offense Hard to imagine I'm going to pick against them. He's got Miami winning in a, in a close one, a one-score game. And Bill Belichick, I felt like, had a little bit of a template to slow them down at least. They just didn't have the offense to match the kind of output that Miami was putting out there. I, I, I still, I'm standing by. I mean, I, look, Marcel is somebody we trust. We listen to him. We, we value his opinion. I still think the Bills outduel Miami when it's all said and done. Sean McDermott's defense gives up some big plays, but does enough to hold on for the win on Sunday. Yeah, Marcel said something interesting. We can kind of get back to what New England did, and and he doesn't see Buffalo doing it because he doesn't think the Bills have the personnel, and I think think that's worth debating here. Okay, Uh, let's get into that. Happy Hour is on the way next in the sports bar. We'll get to a round of shots, and if you missed it from earlier this week, we'll replay our conversation with Armando Salguero from Outkick, who gave us not just some great insight on the Dolphins and the season they're having so far, but also on some other teams around the NFL. So we'll get to Armando here before 6 o'clock as well. You're welcome to join us at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326. Happy hour next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.